0: Hello, everybody! Welcome back to the Health Science Podcast. Health Science Podcast. I am your host, Devin Box. If you like that song, big shout out to Daniel Hughes. Check him out. All Take the uh, info in the description below. Today, and like every other day, I've got the man himself next to me, Zach Hunter. What's going Ooh, on?
1: Nothing's going on. Just great day to be here. It's a great day for our podcast.
0: It is honestly like it's like.
1: Stupid hot outside. So Way I mean, too hot to be outside, so we'll be inside recording our podcast.
0: I <laughs> wish we could do this in the basement, and if like nobody knows, my basement's like really cold for some reason. So it's always nice to go down there. It's like <laughs> it's like the Arctic compared to like what it is outside. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, Zach is the host of the Fiscal Frisk fiscal podcast. Got to give a shout out. I didn't come up with anything witty today, but if you want to learn about fiscal and monetary policy, he's got you covered. Go find him Tuesdays and Thursdays on all the same streaming platforms. Uh, Really interesting topics. And I know he was talking to me about one coming up. So keep your eyes peeled for that. There we go. Today's topic is about brain training. And it's not not as hot of a topic right now. But I know like, I don't know, how many years, maybe five or six years ago, we've seen like all these even medications or like games. Like my mom used to play what was called Brain Age. Oh, uh, was a yeah. DS game like all were, the apps? Yeah, yeah. different apps. Um, there were online ones, like subscription-based service ones. Uh, and the hope was that you could play games, and then they would increase your cognitive abilities. And a lot of people played them, and I'm sure the companies made a lot of money doing that. A lot of people played them, uh, but there is some contentious research, kind of some research saying it could work, some saying it doesn't. We're going to get to the bottom of it, and what we hear i also do have to give another shout out this is uh nikki's topic she suggested this to me so okay nikki jivnovich nikki g nikki g she uh she wanted to know about this so Here thank you, go. you to nikki g for this and hopefully we do it justice so the title of the paper today is called shining the light of research on lumosity <laughs> which is kind of funny because remember we talked about this we had that one it was the ice bath one that like i said sometimes researchers like they just, they want to get their humor out. They're like, oh, you know, my job is so strict. So like they go into the titles and they're like, let's make these funny. Absolutely. It was the ice bath, like something is melting. (laughs) Something and you're like, come on, man. So this one is Lumosity, like luminous means to glow. So they're shining the light of research, right? You're gonna bring Lumosity out into the light of research. Dun, 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 dun. so. Not as funny as the Yeah, it's under the microscope, nonetheless. So let's just start it off. They do their their introduction. And they're going to talk about uh, you know kind of their objectives and give us some background information. Right. So they say visionaries foresee a future in which people can get smarter simply by playing appropriately designed computer games. Which it's a pretty cool idea, right? Like if you could just do all your training at home, um, or even just like improve cognitive abilities by playing games. I mean that'd be fun, eh? Right. And if it worked, it would probably be a pretty efficient way of you know helping people get smarter. Right. But the research evidence to support these speculations is lacking and they've got like a bunch of different um references there too so it's like (laughs) he's like people want this to happen and then they say but there's very little evidence for this and they've got like reference 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 (laughs) reference. you gotta go like four lines down (laughs) oh man now because it's still contentious they say they want to address the gap um so there's very strong claims but weak evidence and they say they want to do this by conducting well-controlled experiments examining the effects of playing uh, well-designed computer games on improvements in the cognitive skills targeted by these games. Now, we talk about this like controlled. Remember, like internal and external validity, like really controlled studies. Probably more appropriate for this, right? right. Because if you're measuring something as finite as like a cognitive test, yeah, um, you want to make sure you have the most control possible. For at, sure. Meaning there's no other variables. Like you're just playing the game, doing the tests, and does it work? So they're going to pick lumosity obviously it's said in the title now lumosity is said to train a bunch of different varieties of kind of cognitive ability the two that they're going to highlight here are called attention and flexibility so the attention is kind of like the ability to track a target in a complex field so if you can keep attentive on one target and flexibility is the ability to kind of like rapidly shift from one task to another Um, and i know the brain has this process called inhibition too. So if you have, um, certain games where the target appears on the left, your task is actually to look, um, say the equal distance. So if you're staring at a fixation point, they call it a target will appear to the left. You're actually supposed to look to the right and it takes longer than if you were just told to look at the target because you actually have to, um, suppress the stimulant. So if the target appears on the left, you have to think, oh, it's on the left. I go to the right. So there's right. different levels of, of cognition and, and some of this stuff appears to at least be based on, on, on research. Uh, but we're going to find that out. Now, Lumosity sold uh, online on a subscription based service. So people's money are on the line. You're paying for this stuff. I mean, subscription based services are always kind of contentious too. Cause it's like, if you play, if you get brain age, you know, on the, on your Nintendo DS, it's like you just buy it once for what, 20 bucks and then you just play it yeah. you know, and it might even just be fun you might find it relaxing but if you're paying for like monthly subscriptions
1: but worst case scenario you're paying your point pay- you're paying to play games
0: yeah so i mean it's not the worst thing in the world for the consumer at the end but yeah. i think the um the potential for like a deceit if these games don't work that it's not a very a very good thought to have like as a consumer it's like if, if companies can lie to you about hey this is going to make your brain better right Right. now they're going to test it over short term and long term so the short term they said is 3 hours over 4 sessions long term is 15 to 20 hours over 80 sessions so they're going to look at it short term long term right now they talk a little bit about their rationale behind this too is well if people are just enjoying it and whatever they're paying for it why do we need to study it There are a couple of reasons for that one being actually, and I didn't know this, um, in 2016, there was a a bit of a legal dispute. Now, Lumos Labs is the company um, that sells Lumosity actually agreed to settle a suit for false advertising brought by the Federal Trade Commission without admitting or denying the allegations. (laughs) Which is... No guilt. Whenever you see the word settlement, it's like all these businesses try to get rid of guilt, right? Yeah, you get rid of guilt. You always (laughs)
1: get... Any person who goes in litigation or anything, you get rid of guilt. So they didn't say they did anything wrong, but they
0: also handed them over a bunch of money. Uh, Do with that what you will. (laughs) (laughs) Now... A recent review concluded that there's strong evidence that brain training games can improve performance on the trained tasks, so people can get better at the games themselves, but there's no evidence that the learning from those games transfers um, over to improvement in general cognitive skills or performance outside of the game environment, which is what I had heard kind of coming into this paper uh, before, so that in the sense is like, if you play a certain game, like you could get better at that game but does that mean you're going to get better at overall skills? Like, if I, you know, did your reaction time when we're playing on the Nintendo, like, is that going to make you better reaction time for when you're playing baseball? Right. This seems to suggest that it doesn't transfer
1: in still tech, though.
0: Yeah. Weird flex. People have no clue what you're talking about. We'll move on. Reference. <laughs> now they're going to do um, pre-test, post-test gains, so they're not going to just compare, like, you know, the 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 group that did the games versus a group that didn't do the games. Yeah. Um, they're going to do pre-test and post-test for everybody. Yep. Now there's three different kinds of hypotheses. So one being that the player will improve in the game, but that that improvement will not transfer in any other situation. So just like that previous paper had shown, Right. Uh, the second one is that uh, the they're going to strengthen the target of cognitive, targeted cognitive skills, and that the players will then be able to imp- apply these improvements to related situations. So this will be, if you say they got better at attention, then their attention skills would get better. Right. And then the third one being that, uh, playing any type of mind game, or sorry, game for a brain improvement in general, is gonna result in kind of a wide variety of cognitive skills to improve. So that's that's the best kind of outcome because it's the most general, Yeah. right? So if you play the attention game, uh, you're not only gonna get better at, at just the attention, you're going to get better at kind of a multitude of of cognitive skills and that if that were true, that would be the best because it's going to be more applicable to a variety of situations. Right? Right. So if you said, I'm ready to hit the world, I did my brain trading games. If that were true, you'd have the highest chance of actually like, you know, getting some success in a a variety of domains uh, in your
1: real life. And does Limosity do they actually claim that you'll get better cognitive skills? Do you know? just like off by hand or I'm assuming like the false allegate, like the false accusations, like they're where they got fined. Yeah. So in the, in the
0: settlement there, they said as a part of the settlement, the company agreed to stop making claims about Lamassie's effect on performance or cognitive impairment without supporting scientific evidence.
1: Oh, okay so they're just like yeah use the mosty you'll get smarter
0: yeah so moving uh, forward they can't make really specific claims and again they never admitted that they were wrong in the first place but it's like all those
1: dudes that have pizza shops that they go number one pizza spot in town <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me no what is it um what's the movie elf revisor like what does that taste like uh. it's like
0: a crappy cup of coffee it's like that's the world's best cup of coffee this is new york city like some random shack yeah. <laughs> world's best coffee um, so the reason they chose Lumosity was yeah, popularity. Yeah. Uh, they classify their games by domain. So it's, it's specific to the research in the sense that, um, the same type of cognitive skills that research defines as being separate skills, they right. also have games for those separate skills. So yeah. it's a little bit easier to classify. Cause if I had an app and I just said, makes your brain better, people would like well, what part does it make better? How do to right. test it? So it's a little bit easier to test in that sense because the domains that they choose um, were were ready ava- readily available um, and they had been established before in literature. So, and Lumosity does claim to be research based. So again, they don't claim that it will make you super duper smart, but they <laughs> they claim that the basis of their programs are research based too. Okay. Now they actually look here and this is funny and I want to mention it is um research from Lumosity right and we talk about this too with with any any type of um research that's very important to a lot of people or has a lot of money on the line which also means it's very important to a lot of people yeah um that research can get skewed or or if it's negative it just won't get published at all so you have to watch for this and this is where uh this study in particular did well to kind of look at these studies and go, well, what's wrong with them? So, right. um, they said they've got uh, 13 different studies. They said one was published in a non-indexed journal and one had no control group. Um, Yikes. the other study trained executive functioning in 41 women receiving chemotherapy for breast cancer. And that it's well known that cog cognitive and, impairments are a side effect of chemotherapy so that you already found a group of people that would be more likely to be suffering cognitive impairments yeah and then they use those people which is suspect that yeah suspect at best suspect at best and this one was kind of funny too is is this is how we get into the numbers of you know something that's significant doesn't mean it's correlated doesn't mean it's you know right stats jargon all this stuff So they said that in another study, they had 16 older adults with mild cognitive impairment. They completed 30 training sessions, and and then they looked at some of the outcomes again. So they said of all the outcomes, the only significant outcome after treatment um, was for visual sustained attention. Now, correlations were conducted between game score performance and post-test performance. Now, they say visual sustained attention... Their post-test scores were not correlated with game performance. And it's like, what does that mean? So they had people doing Lumosity right. pre and post, yep. and then people doing the testing pre and post to see if it works. The testing showed that people got better on visual sustained attention. right. So between first test and post-test, they got better at that. Right. But there was no correlation between their performance on Lumosity games, meaning that they got no better on the Lumosity games. Yeah. But supposedly got better in the actual test scores. Which to me is like probably a random error. That is a that random error. There were only sixteen people in the study. It was way underpowered, meaning you don't have the just the, the numbers to make these these conclusions. Yeah. So in the perfect world what we would want is that if someone gets better at a lumosity game they get better at the supposed test that that game's supposed to train because then you have that positive correlation and that's a correlation is yeah. i get better on the game i get better in real life here they got better in real life air quote but they didn't get any better on the game there's no correlation there so even though it was quote significant right was and they quoted n- was that it
1: was significant like they yeah. said
0: like oh well no no, no. It, it is significant so the difference yeah. in their test scores would have been statistically significant but that's only with 16 people so that's what I'm saying is that yeah well like we sig- say it's a random error it's just a random error um, and Lumosity promotes the study on their website as proof of their product success
1: <laughs> you heard me, it here first yeah let
0: me guess what would they do with that information it's like significance yes study with 16 people like think about that they did a study with 16 people and like not harping on studies that do 16 people because you can do a lot of studies with with very little people if if the effect size is large
1: but if you're doing cognitive skills right but
0: like if you're selling this to hundreds of thousands of people you're going to study it in 16 people 15. and then do other studies on people I doing chemo like interesting <laughs> So what does this study do to kind of compare or um, to kind of fix some of these gaps? So they've got 72 people, which is a lot better than 16. Yeah, definitely more than 16. Um, And they, they aimed for healthy people, not people undergoing chemo or anyone that would be suspect for any type of cognitive impairment. Right. So they got people between the ages of 18 and 31 with a mean age of 20.8 and a standard deviation of 2.39. So... Pretty young crowd. Yeah, definitely young. But like, keep that in mind. But the point is to be
1: is to have healthy controls. Stupid question. It's the brain's fully developed at twenty five, right? Is that the? Mm,
0: I think it's different for men and
1: women. All right. Which in this case they don't mention that because they have a pretty much even split for men and women too. Right. Um, so I'm just thinking, like, because again, would it, would that be a random error if like their scores are getting better? But is it because like their brain is developing or, but not over the
0: scope I'm thinking no like within the short period of time it wouldn't make a difference because yeah. they're doing pre and post tests with it like especially for the yeah. short period one is like they're only doing a few hours of this stuff over four sessions right your brain's yeah it won't, maybe it your brain developed like crazy but like can you imagine I, just like your brain like with- <laughs> yeah it just hyperdrives. drives I mean that'd be cool but I wish we had the evidence for that but probably don't yeah now they have the they did random assignments of three different groups they've got people in the attention groups they're going to be training their attention on the attention limosity games uh the flexibility group they're gonna be training the flexibility games and then the control group who just did pre and post tests. yep now they just talk about the attention tasks and the flexibility tasks so these are the actual um tests right at the end maybe we don't need to get into them because they're just they're a little bit more technical as well but you know that they're they're testing their attention and their flexibility yeah and then they have the um attention games and the flexibility games there's different ones there's like observe observation tower there's several numbers scattered across the screen but then quickly covered and you got to click on them in the order that they were from highest to lowest yeah uh stuff like that yeah
1: they're playing games
0: yeah they're playing games exactly like nothing crazy now so the procedures the experimenter administered at the Uh, tests before randomly assign them to the groups and then test them after the control condition consisted of two 30 minute sessions to one uh, 30 minutes was about how long it took to actually just administer the tests right now they did yeah two 30 minute sessions uh, one in which participants completed the pre-test and one in which they completed the same tasks post-test with no training or game playing in between the sessions so proper control groups doing nothing now, right. the results, so they're going to look at, you know, accuracy and reaction time in milliseconds. Um, they're measuring all these. Now, they talk a little bit about their stats. They do something called an ANCOVA, which is probably not something that I would want to get into right now. <laughs> uh, but they talk about how it's a, it's, it's a good test to determine the, the differences and actually not just say if something's significantly different, but maybe understand uh, why it might be significantly different. Right. Uh, I know that's really vague, but it it doesn't really matter too much here. Yeah. Uh, As a covariate related to non-significant difference in improvement by groups. So, I mean, we don't want to get into that. Now, here they go. So, they say the ANCOVA comparing the accuracy post-test scores with pre-test scores. No difference in improvement by group with a P-value of 0.73. Um, which you can look at p-values and look at how significant or how insignificant it is. Yep. 0.05 is the cutoff, and we have a 0.73. Yeah. So very insignificant. Right. Now, neither of the control groups that trained with lamosity games improved more the control group for that task. Right. And then the post-test for the reaction time, we got a p-value of 0.91. Nothing there. (laughs) Yep. So for reaction time, the post-test scores actually got a significant difference. We get a p-value of 0.03, which is good. Yay, the games work. Woo! Not so fast. (laughs) They show that the positive result um, was actually a result. So it says it indicates that the attention group's failure to improve rather than any other group's superior gains. So it wasn't actually because anyone got better. It was because the comparison group didn't do anything at all right <laughs> so nothing there again so i mean it's it's a whole lot of nothing to be honest with you um right so what do the authors kind of say about it at the end so is training more effective for participants who improve the most on games so this was something that they said okay well maybe some people just don't respond to it so now they're going to look at the games so they yeah. took the group of people that performed the best on the games themselves so they improved at the game yeah what if we take that group of people do you think they had any you know increases in their their cognitive abilities maybe the the rest of the people just didn't do very well at the games and if you don't do very well at the games
1: you're not going to get any benefits right they you have to well. be yeah you have to get could be at a certain amount of scale to yeah for it to be transferable. So, so
0: let's take the best people and yep. see you with them. Those who had improved the most in the games were not significantly more likely to improve on the attention skill overall. The p value of 0.49. Right. So, well, no, but that's right on them. the v- yeah. That's right on the verge, though. Oh, no, point four nine, not point zero four nine. Oh, J K. Yeah. No. <laughs> still, like ten times more yeah, than what you have 10 to be. P- yeah.
1: <laughs> It's like, sorry, I thought I said point 0.0. Point
0: no. um. So then they say when the when the study was replicated using shorter training sessions spread over a much longer period of time, um, the results also didn't yield strong evidence to suggest that lumosity training improves cognitive skills. So we don't get into the details again. They just remember they did the short ones and they did the long ones. Yeah. So there's no difference between whether you do short trading sessions or long trading sessions. So you also can't blame. Well, maybe they just need to play more. Right. Like, no, even if they play more, doesn't do much. Now, this is one of their things they call practical contributions. Now, they say these studies described, or sorry, the studies described in this report suggest that Lumosity brain training games may be effective in improving some cognitive skills within the game context. Right that these improvements are limited uh, may not transfer broadly beyond the game, which is kind of what we we knew ahead of time, um, yeah. but it was kind of contested at that point. So whole lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Now the other thing I wanted to mention here and he brought up was, was kind of interesting too. And it's maybe a bit of a, a, a good segue into a discussion that we've kind of brought up before. The question is, is there a placebo effect? Now, yeah. the placebo effect, we've talked about it, but briefly, um, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, sometimes they'll do studies where they do kind of a trick therapy. Yep. Uh, so the best example is, is if you're studying a medication, you give them the pill, but the pill is actually just sugar. Right. Right. And if they convince themselves that they feel better, right, that's that's a placebo effect. They think yep. they're getting a treatment. They think they're getting help. And in the context here with the brain training games they just did a survey they said well how do you feel after these games right right like they don't tell them their scores they don't yeah they yeah would, it's not like they scored or
1: anything right they yeah. wouldn't even know
0: how to interpret the the actual cognitive scores yep um they said the survey results indicated that participants who played lamosity games in the present study felt as though they had improved in all skills regardless of actual improvement of skill trained yeah,
1: that's absolutely a placebo effect,
0: right? So, and then they say, to what extent is this subjective feeling of improvement related to the expectations of improvement, mm-hmm. um, and that future studies could kind of look at that too. And it kind of, you know, what it, it's it's an interesting thing because, you know, I've I've known people in university that that could actually benefit from just some confidence. Yeah, seriously. Like, like some people just they get nervous at tests. It's natural. Yeah right like if you if you did a, a i don't know a brain training game or something and say oh this is supposed to calm you down and it's supposed to make you like if you just maybe convince yourself that you're you're at your sharpest and you're going to perform well right. you might have the confidence to do well and that might actually help you yeah on you know your, no, your for history sure test geo whatever it is right like sure. so there there's room to be at least positive in the sense that placebo effects may be the one th- you know thread and
1: then and like you know people like kind of harp on placebo effects and like oh well it's not like real change but like change is change, no matter how you like you cut it so like if people actually do think that they're getting better like you know maybe you're an elder person that still wants to feel young at heart so you play these games to keep your cognitive skills like you, you know yeah, it's air like quote, but <laughs> air quote like you know keep them sh- like in tip-top shape or whatever it may be or like you're young and you want to just work on those skills like regardless of like how you because like again the cognitive skills or like the brain skills are like sometimes it's not the actual skills it's how you perceive them to be right so like if you feel like you're doing better chances are you might actually do better
0: yeah now like the you know the the tests that they do to confirm all these things you know like i was saying with the little target tasks that we do is these are designed more or less to single out a specific, usually like a neural pathway, right? Like how long does it take the information to get from your eyes to this part of your brain for you to determine where it is, make the judgment and go there. Right. That's what we're determining as your cognitive ability. Right. Um, but yeah, the real world is a lot more complex and something like this. Yeah like we said at the beginning, the point was to be very controlled. Right. It's going to be very internally valid. So you can make the conclusion that the the study showed that as far as physical cognitive ability, the speed at which your brain can process these things, there's not going to be a difference. Right. But there is kind of a, a you know, one little light at the end of the tunnel that says, well, maybe if people just believe they're getting better, yeah, the confidence thing might be might be some you know area where somebody could actually improve and Mm -hmm. that might improve their their test scores uh not on cognitive tests but on just things they do in their life right right they might they might feel better and it's a good point you brought up for someone who's older maybe they they get that Right. right they feel like they're they're sharper so you know we'll end on that it's 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 kind of a good thing to think about too so i mean you know brain training games i don't know it might scientifically doesn't seem like they work but um it'd be interesting to see who follows up and i'm gonna i'm gonna see if they have any references uh for that usually the the authors will leave that they'll say somebody should study this it's like okay let's see if somebody actually studied that and you just have to have to go back and look and see if anybody referenced this study um i want to see when this one was done This was in 2017.
1: Yeah, because I was going to say Lumosity hasn't, like... Because I do remember them being around for a while. Because I think it was, like, in 2015, 2016, where it really came about. Because, like... Mm -hmm. Because there was a whole bunch of them. Like, there was, like, those IQ games and, like, all that stuff, right? So... Okay,
0: so yeah, we've we've got uh, you know I could I could look up if everybody wants to hear you know kind of the follow up to that study to see if somebody looked at the placebo effect. Um, I know I'd be interested in that. And yeah, for sure. 2017 is fairly new, but it's still enough time that somebody would uh, might be able to to follow that up with a study mm-hmm. to see if if placebo effects might do anything to any other kind of areas of the brain. So yeah, it was a good discussion. This one was a little bit different. I, I tried it. Uh, I tried to. Have a different process. Usually, I write a little bit more of a strict script, so this one might sound a little bit more—I would say off the rails, but a little more off the top. So, if you like that style, I don't know, give me a thumbs up. I don't even think you can give a thumbs up on these platforms.
1: No, nope. send us a <laughs> thumbs up in an email.
0: Yeah, send me an email. The uh, the email's in the description. <laughs> give me a thumbs up there because <laughs> you can't get it on Spotify or whatnot. Um, yeah, so. If you want to hear more, Zach, he's the host of the Fiscal Frisk. Fiscal Frisk. It's a podcast where you can learn all about fiscal and monetary policy. Yes, sir. Every Tuesday and Thursday. Music brought to you by Daniel Hughes. Shout out for that. Great musician. If you want to hear more, all the information, all his information is in the description below. So for myself and for Zach, stay happy and healthy, and thanks for joining us on the Health Science Podcast.